Wonderful morning once again. Uh, I want to welcome everyone this morning to another beautiful live session of the Potter's Gate online broadcast. My name is Isa Phillips Akintola. Uh, for a few days now, we began to look into some very important principle regarding the reformation of Nehemiah. We've been tracking the heart of Nehemiah. We've been looking into some very important uh, uh, concepts that will allow us to be well positioned in this new day. Oh, thank you so much, uh, my dear sister, Sister Jane. Good morning. Nice to have you this morning. Join us. Thank you so very much. Right. We've been looking into the Word of God for the past uh, uh, couple of days now, three days precisely. We've been looking into the concept of Nehemiah. Nehemiah is a book in the scripture that speaks to the uh, reformation, to the restoration, and to the deliverance of the people of God. Right? And this book speaks uh, a relevant uh, truth to us regarding the nature of the days we live in. We live, the days we live in is not different from the days of Nehemiah. We live in a day where the, 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 the spiritual, moral uh, uh, walls and gates of our nation have been shattered, broken, and burnt with fire. And heaven is uh, looking for, searching for a company of people that will present themselves, all right, like Nehemiah, in, in, the, in the place of burden to become instrument of change, to become arrowheads of change, to become, you know, a... Uh, uh, agents of change in this uh, new day. This is a time where the Lord has given to us once again an opportunity, amen, to, 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 to approach his throne, amen, and receive certain uh, blueprints and grace, if you will, to allow us to engage the reformation and the transformation of our society. And I believe that as we allow the Spirit of God to continue to draw our heart and burden our hearts in regards to the request and the quest of the spirit of god for this brand new day that we will also begin to witness change in our in our lives in our homes family community society now it takes the holy spirit it takes the power of heaven to enforce a change particularly in a in, a, in an environment in a society where the enemy has really laid hold amen of people's heart and lives where people have embrace blindness and darkness as their as their default position of of life in a, in a day where you, we find leaders all right both political and spiritual who have chosen you know uh, to live within the broken uh, walls and the bond gates of their society and they live their life as if it's all is all okay as long as they are fine but we begin to pick that the spirit of god is tearing the heart of certain individuals who are who may be find who may find themselves in 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 Persia, in Babylon, in Egypt, but their heart has been captured by the Spirit, and God is going to use them as agents of change. God is going to use them as instruments that will bring hope and reformation and transformation to their society. This is a brand new day. We are at the verge, amen, of a new reality. The the, the prophetic counsel of God is advancing in our day, and there are certain prophetic. Uh, 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 keys that heaven is releasing to us today as the body of christ and i believe that many of the things that we are looking into will allow us to find those little those little keys all around okay the keys of the kingdom are not just one keys they are different kinds of keys all right and you'll find some in Nehemiah. you'll find some 
all right, in Ezra, you find some in David, you find some in Daniel, you find some of these keys, amen, in Joshua, in Moses, amen, you find them in Elijah, all right. So as we continue to scan through the word of God and allow the spirit of God, amen, to take us further into the now word, into the preceding word of God, amen, we will, I believe, find the required amen, resource, material, and, and capacity that is needed to engage the nature of the days we live in. So I, I really want to welcome everyone this morning. Well, thank God. I, I thought we're not going to have you know, electricity this morning. In fact, from the, from the schedule, we're not supposed to be having electricity this morning, but well, here we are. So I just felt, well, let me quickly make the best use of this time while we still have the electricity. Who knows when they will take it, but let's use it. Okay. I just felt we need to keep pushing and keep pushing. Amen. So that we can cover, amen, all the grounds that we need to cover. We, our journey is still long. Amen. In fact, we're still in chapter two of Nehemiah. But so far, we've been able to touch on some very key important yesterday night. What wow was wow. What a word. I would like you to go back, please listen, particularly listen to the audio of yesterday night. If you if you can listen, I prefer people actually listening to the audio. All right, but 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 it's fine if you if you if you if you stick to the video, it's okay. But I tell you, there are there are rich, powerful spiritual principles that were shared yesterday. That even me, I was listening to uh, uh, the, the yesterday's night this morning just just to you know refresh my my mind on some of the things we touched. And these are, I mean, you can you can extract a whole book out of some of the things we talked about yesterday night as principle because what we're dealing with, amen, is principle. Once we locate principle, it's easy to implement, all right? Once we locate principle, it's easy to build systems, okay? We cannot build principles uh, without understanding, amen, the, 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 excuse me, we cannot build system without understanding principle. Principles don't change. Men will change. Amen. Principles don't change because it's principle that establishes system. All right. Thank you so much, Reverend Roy, for connecting this morning. Really appreciate. It. It's always a pleasure to find to, to 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 find you around to you know to see you connect. It's always a great pleasure. Thank you so much, sir. All right. So this morning we are going to be looking into what I call the burden of a sent one. The burden of a sent one. For the past two, three days, we've been dealing with Amen Nehemiah's burden, and we've we said some things which I'm going to repeat again. I like to repeat Amen. Repetition is good Amen. Particularly uh, 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 as a teacher, it's good to repeat things so that you you you're certain that your students Amen don't just nod their head and say, "Do you understand?" No, you want to be sure that they understand it by heart because once you understand something. It can't be taken from you again. All right. It cannot be taken from you again. So let us pray. Father, we want to come before you once again. We approach you this morning. Yes, Father, with a new heart, with a fresh heart. We do not come with that which, yes, we thought we know. We did not come with that which we assume we know. We come, Lord, with the heart of a baby. Your word says that except we become like a child, we do not have access into kingdom things. So this morning, Father, we strip ourselves of every form of guardedness, every form of knowledge and wisdom we strip ourselves oh god of ourselves we strip ourselves of canality we embrace the cross this morning oh god so that your 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 grace may have free course your your will your plans may have entrance into our hearts into our lives i know a lot of people this morning may be at work oh god yes but we need to talk about these things and just leave it hanging in the spirit realm and let it distill like rain into every every sphere of societal life and so that by the time people come back home 
home, the, the, the word will begin to draw them. So, Father, this word is not just for those that are listening, watching, but for also for those, oh God, who are engaging in various areas in Babylon, oh God. I pray this morning that as we as we lay hold of your plans and purpose for our time for this brand new day, oh God, that the heaven, oh God, will agree with us, that we will be in agreement with heaven, oh God, that there will be a proclamation of a new wineskin, oh God, where you will pour yourself into, yes, we declare this morning that we've come to city once again as Mary sat at your feet to hear and to receive. There's always something fresh, something new to gain, to get, oh God, to, to capture, to understand by sitting at your feet. Because our posture at your feet will give us a position, oh God, in the earth. Yes, Father, we understand that we cannot have a standing or a walk, a mobility in the earth until we have taken a posture of one who have sat, oh God. And so this morning, Father, as we sit and we can sit, stand and walk and run at the same time. So we thank you, Spirit of God, this morning that as you come again to speak to us, Holy Spirit, you are the Spirit of truth. You are the one who brings truth to us. You are the one who allow us to see, to know, to understand, yes, what is needed, what is required for every occasion of our life. This is a new day. This is a new season. It's a time of transition where David is about to take the throne. It's a time where you are about to depose, oh God, the soul of our day. is a, a, a time where you are about, yes, to finish one order. It's a time where you're ushering in a new day, a new order, a new system. It's a time, oh God, where you are engaging, oh God, yes, the hearts of men in the place of burden. Because it's burden that births, oh God, vision. Vision, yes, births leaders. Father, we thank you this brand new day that your spirit once again will walk in our heart and we will hear. We will not just be excited oh God out of zeal but our excitement will come out of that which we know that you're carrying out so we thank you we honor you this morning that once again you will grant us entrance you will grant us entrance into your mystery. You will grant us entrance into your word. You will break the seal of the word. We will have clarity into, yes, this double-edged sword. That this word will break, will divide asunder. Yes, Father, the spirit and the soul. That there will be clarity of those areas that have brought confusion to our lives. Yes, yes, Father. We thank you this morning, oh God, that as we engage truth, oh God, that we will receive the weapon, the authority, oh God, to engage the issues, oh God, that have brought disgrace to men in our city, that has brought, oh God, yes, oh God, the disgrace to people in our land. We thank you this morning, oh Father, that we will be we will be able to, yes, receive capacity to rebuild the broken walls and the bond gates, because the gate speaks of leadership. The walls, yes, speaks of the lives, the the the, the, the values, that the identity of the people, Father. This is a day where you are calling a new order of leaders who can rebuild we will not be we will not be able to build anything lasting within our city if the gates and the walls are not restored because these are position of protection these are position where we are led these are position where we become yes father secure and so we thank you one once again this morning that as you continue to speak to us regarding the nature of your kingdom in this brand new day that we say yes to your will we say may your 
kingdom come may your will find entrance in our heart and we understand oh god that we don't stop praying by searching and seeking for resource no we need to posture our heart in the position of burden that as we look around and we see oh god the devastation and we see yes the the, the shattered homes lives oh god the broken marriages and, and and families oh god as we look around and we see the kind of values that have that have become the norm oh god we see what the government are pushing as an agenda we see how they're trying to sexualize our children we've seen how they're trying to pervert oh god the the destiny of our children how they're trying to destroy posterity as we see this thing our heart oh god is burdening we are burdening oh god and we know out of this, oh God, you will raise for yourself a deliverer. You will raise for yourself a new company of people who will engage, oh God, yes, these issues at the gate. We thank you, Spirit of God, that we will not go out of zeal, that we will wait for the right timing. Because indeed, that which is born out of burden becomes a vision. And vision cannot die because within every vision there is a life. Father, we thank you this morning that we receive life. Life is what sustains the vision. Simeon said, my eyes will not see death until I see the consolation of Israel. It's vision. When we live from the order of vision, we do not die until vision is fulfilled. Oh, Father, we thank you this morning. We honor you that your spirit will lead us. You will guide us. You will instruct us once again. You will bring us to the place of the fulfillment of your intentions and desire for this nation. But not just for South Africa, for the continent of Africa. And for, oh God, the rest of the world, for our generation. Thank you this morning that you're awakening the heart of the millennials. New order of young men and women, oh God, who are burdened, oh God. Who are not just running around and playing around. Who are not just ambitious, seeking for uh, another new car, another new house. And just enjoy themselves. These things are good. But this is a day where our generation need, need new leaders. We need new leaders. We need leaders. And you're calling leaders out of ordinary people. You are calling forth leadership out of ordinary people Nehemiah was just an ordinary man just like you found Samson he was just an ordinary man as you found you know Joseph he was just an ordinary man but these were people that you have impregnated them oh God with destiny so we thank you this morning that we will allow ourselves to be connected with burden and burden will begin to streamline our life that we will know how to eat when to eat oh God that we will not just eat for pleasure but we will eat for strength oh God we will eat that which will clarify that which will adjust our vision and our sight Oh God, we thank you this morning for your spirit and your grace will give us the zeal to continue to advance in the light of your prophetic intentions for our life. Father, we connect to the greed of your power. We connect to the greed of your spirit. We say this morning, let the spirit of God lead us. Let your, let your hand rest upon us, oh God, and let your light lead us even towards that place, oh God, where we will begin to walk in the newness of that which you ordained for us we bless you father we glorify your name in jesus name we've prayed amen and amen praise god we welcome this morning friends oh thank you so much uh, apostle <laughs> it's an honor to find uh, 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 you watching this morning elder williams thank you so much <laughs> hallelujah friends we 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 will not thank god for what we've been able to look into for the past you know two three days i mean what what a, what a time what a word what 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 a laying of foundation all right this morning we're going to be talking about what i term 
Amen. The burden of a sent one. Yesterday we looked at amen, what it takes. We need burden. Amen. We need burden to be able to bud vision. And we're tracking this from amen, the life of Nehemiah. I made a statement when we began to look into this concept. Okay, that it's not it's not enough for us to just look at amen, Nehemiah as one who God used to rebuild amen, uh, uh, broken walls and, and rebuild bond gates. All right. It, it, in most cases, we like to go for what the person did or what the company of people have done. All right. But the doing amen, is informed by certain states, by certain character, by certain attitude, by certain, you know, uh, 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 instrument that we we don't see all right and i'm interested in that because once we get the heart of nehemiah it's easy for us to begin to connect to the act of nehemiah all right that's a principle in the word of god you don't get to know jesus by his act you get to know him by his heart all right once we understand the heart of a thing once we understand remember man looks at the actward appearance all right but god looks at the heart this is a heart thing we are in a day where god is dealing with the condition of our hearts so we're not just talking about some physical building of gates and walls here yes we would do that as the lord allow us but what we are looking at amen is the ability to understand is the ability to be able to see into the nitty-gritty into the inner structure amen of what brought people society to become dysfunctional and I think for us to be able to amen, effect impact, to, for us to be able to bring change in society, amen, first of all, we have to be free from the same, amen, uh, uh, you know, if you will, quagmire. We have to be free from the same dilemma, from the same issue. In other words, you cannot be blind and God send you to go, you know, give sight to people. It's not possible. <laughs> blind people cannot give sight. You must have sight to be able to give sight to, you know, to blind, to a blind generation. So these are some of the things that we are tracking in Nehemiah. I'm looking at the heart the structure the very heart of nehemiah because if you understand the the heart of nehemiah then we can begin to operate the acts of nehemiah okay the act of the apostle amen are connected to the heart of the apostles okay once the heart is aligned to the to the ministry of the spirit once the heart is connected amen to god's value to god's standard it's easy to build up all right the job is understanding what we don't see amen the issue is the foundation the bedrock once we understand the bedrock once you understand the, the standard the quality the material amen that, that that carries that structure it's easy for us to carry out you know ministry so so these are some of the things that i would like us to look at and we've been looking at that the first thing we we dealt with as i quickly run back to one of two things that we dealt with in chapter one we saw that in the month of kislev amen words were brought amen from you know you know uh, uh, friends that came visiting from jerusalem to or uh, the, you know uh, uh, the land of uh, uh, persia it was in shusha he said he said i was i was in the citadel in shusha where you know friends came or brethren came from you know from judah in jerusalem and they brought word he asked he said so how how was the condition how how how, how are things faring now people amen back home and they said oh, well you know people who who ran away you know during the exile they you know they they are back but guess what Things are terrible. He said, these people are, are in disgrace. He said, they're in disgrace. Then, he said, then they said to him, they said, they said, they said, the walls, the walls of Jerusalem are broken down. The gates, the gates are burnt. So, so these words that Nehemiah heard, amen, triggered something within his heart. So we begin to see something about this man. Forget about God is going to use him to restore. No, no. That, that, that condition, that initial condition of a burden just by what he heard is what God needed. 
And that's still what God is looking for today. Amen. That when we look at the condition, amen, of, 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 of our society, that when we hear certain things, like I remember saying this, you know, when we began the teaching, that when you turn on the news, all right, you turn on your BBC, CNN, or uh, uh, SABC, whatever you want to call it, or your radio, and you hear, amen, certain news, are, they, are, are those news, you know, become just a news have they become just a news or do they do those news turn your heart to prayer to say god why will a man kill all his children and kill himself all right what is going on how how does how do you consume the news that you hear that you hear on bbc that you hear on cnn when you watch these things i was sharing yesterday i said it's time we begin to know what the scripture call amen and this is that all right so, Prophecy are, are being fulfilled, amen. You know, you know, it, it, on on our very on our very face. We we are in a day where we are seeing the fulfillment, amen, of prof prophecies that have been given twenty hundred years ago. We are seeing them live being fulfilled. But many a time we don't even recognize them. Why? Because we are not connected in the spirit. We we don't even know that there is these things that prof prophecy coming to pass. You see, so what we are looking at is the heart condition of Nehemiah. Nehemiah was very connected to the. Thing of God, though he was in the land of Susha, amen. Though he was in citadel, he was he was he was he was okay. At least he was not killed. In I mean, he was in captivity, but he was doing fine. He was a, he was a cup bearer. He he was a butler, amen. To the king, I want you to understand where this man was. He, this is not just some ordinary guy walking around. No, this guy was living fine in the palace in in the citadel of Shusha. That was where he was. So he heard he heard, amen. He heard of you know the condition of of his hometown that was burnt that uh, you know that had been you know uh, been invaded come on you know the persian they invaded the land amen they took the people captive amen so so he's serving in captivity this is a guy in captivity that ought to be thinking of of how you know how he's going to sustain himself how he's going to escape you know maybe you know just keep his family together no but but this guy has gone beyond self-survivor this guy's this guy's life, this guy's calling, this guy's perspective has gone beyond, beyond himself. He's not thinking of himself. He's not just thinking of his family. I want, you to, I want you to understand the capacity, the apostolic capacity of Nehemiah here. He was asking about the condition of the city. He was asking about the condition of the people. He wasn't talking about his family here. He's talking about the condition of the nation. He's asking, what is the state of the nation? You see, when our government come to give a state of the nation, most time they lie to the people. Most time when they talk about the state of the nation, they reduce it to, you know, the issue of the economy. Yes, the economy. But you see, economy don't make himself. Economy is made by people. If, if, if people are okay, the economy will be okay. If people are not okay, listen to this. No matter what you inject into the economy, it's not going to work. So, so while the world system will tell you it's all about economy, in the kingdom, it's not about the economy. In the kingdom, hallelujah, it's about people. It's about the heart of man. Because when you are able to align and correct a man and make the people happy, listen to what the Bible says. They say when the righteous, when the righteous rules, the people rejoice, the city rejoices. So you see, all that we're talking about is, is about issues of leadership. So, see, so here is a city that has been ravaged, that has been destroyed, that has been burnt down. But Nehemiah will not take that amen and just say, okay, that's fine. After all, that's our lot. That's our, that's our destiny. <laughs> you understand? Our father sinned. They've committed sin and now they're being punished for it. 
And he will be right by saying that because God has been sending prophets and warning the people. They will not listen. So finally, God sent the, Bers the Persian, amen, to attack. They attack, amen. They destroy. They destroy the land. But as they left, invaders came, amen, and even did more harm by destroying the walls of Jerusalem, amen, burning down the gates. And that tells us something. When, when a society's gate, amen, when a people's gate are destroyed, you take their security from them. You take their dignity. You take their identity. That's what it means, amen, to have, to have a broken down wall. It means that you're no longer secure. It means that you're no longer safe, all right? No matter how you look, no matter how you feel, if your house door, your, your windows, your doors are shattered, your gates, your walls are shattered, I'm telling you, you're not you're going to be sleeping with one eyes you're not going to be you're not going to sleep well because there's something that you know your walls does to your psyche it tells you that you're protected nobody goes to bed amen with their doors and gates and everything open and like okay let's just go to bed <laughs> and sleep on no you will be afraid you will, something in you will not rest i hope you understand what i'm saying something in you will not rest because you know that you're not secure it's a it's a spiritual thing but it's also a psychology psychological thing that you know that you're not secure but if you know amen that you're, you're you know you're, everything is secure all right that's what i do in the night before when everybody goes to bed i go check the doors i check every i make sure i go outside the gate all right i make sure that everything is yes because that's what you do that's what that's why amen adam was placed in the garden to make sure that the gates the walls everything are secure unfortunately one 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 door one gate was not secure because the enemy was able to enter so, so at this point, we're seeing something here. All right, this is what moved the heart of Nehemiah. This is the heart of Nehemiah that he was able to connect. All right, to the devastation, to the disgrace. It is a disgrace. In fact, that's what the scripture said. Let me read it. Let me read that scripture again. Ananiah, one of our brothers, came from Judah with some with some other men, and I questioned them about the the Jewish about the Jewish remnants that survived the exile. Amen. In Jerusalem, they said to me. Those who survived the exile are back in the province and are in great trouble. They're not just in trouble, but they are in great trouble. And they are also in disgrace. Why are they in great trouble and why are they, why are they disgraced? Because their source of protection, their source of identity has been destroyed. If you, if you understand, if we take this deeper into what is going on today in society... All that we are hearing, all the noise that we are hearing, amen, from all this, God knows this group, that group, is an issue, amen, of a destroyed identity. Is an issue, amen, of a, is it a destroyed a destroy gate, a bond gate, amen, gives people a sense of insecurity. It gives people, amen, a sense of insecurity. When you see people begin to converse for, no, we want, we want gay rights. We want human, you know, feminist rights. We want this right. We want that right. It tells you something, hallelujah, that they have been compromised. Their identity has been compromised. Hallelujah. Their parents never built the right wall. Or maybe they built the wall, but somehow, amen, they got captured into something else and the enemy came, amen, and destroyed. When your identity as a man, when your identity as a woman is destroyed guess what you will be you'll be looking for all kinds of fig leaves you'll be you'll be screaming around looking for all kinds of things that's what is going on today it's an issue amen of a broken wall it's an issue of a broken gates 
Gate speaks into amen the position of leadership. Gate speaks into the position hallelujah, of structure. Gate speaks into the position of administration. Our life needs to be administered via certain value standard. When those things collapses, nothing works. So this is what Nehemiah understood. The gates are broken. They said the people are in disgrace. They are in disgrace. And when, when, people, when society begins to express disgrace, guess what? They start looking for fig leaves. They start looking for all kinds of you know, ungodly values. They start you know, conversing for all kinds of policies. Listen to this. We just need to be mature amen, and allow the Spirit of God to show us the real, the real problem. Let's stop fighting amen, the, 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 you know, the leaves. Let, let's, let's look into what is the real issue that society is faced with or even the church. There are symptoms that you begin to look for <laughs> when when the gate of a society are, you know are, are burnt and when there are walls one of the things you see is the manifestation of pride arrogance insecurity dysfunctional attitude amen inconsistency all right this, i mean just like you see when a child goes crazy goes wayward amen start doing his own thing becomes rebellious it tells you something amen that that child no longer feels secure when the gate and the wall of a home is broken, is shattered, guess what? You see all kinds of manifestations. The children start becoming rebellious. They come back home late in the night, drunk. You don't know what to do. All right? Yes. They bring all kinds of friends home. They do their own thing. They don't care again. Why? Because order has been destroyed. The gate is born. It's called leadership. It's called father at home. Hallelujah. All of this has been destroyed. So, so this position Nehemiah to begin to what to began to weep. He began to weep because he understood it's enough for for the people to be taken to captivity, but for the gate of a city to be burnt and the walls, Hallelujah, to be shattered, it means the city is captured. That's a captured society. That is a capture. You talk about South Africa being captured. I shared in was it the first or second day we preached on this when the Guptas, Amen flew through you know that you know uh, 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 air base that military air base that was a powerful sign amen of a nation that is captured by by you know family you know no no individual family owns the city owns the nation amen that's why we set system in place to 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 to, to watch to guard amen and to umpire how we how we how we lead you see, but but when when Zuma allow amen the Guptas, all right, to fly into what they call you know a a, 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 a a you know a special zone to fly in there to fly in civilians into a military zone, all right, you compromise the security of the nation. You see, they they've not told Zuma that they've not told him that. I wish I can tell him to his face. You compromise the security of a nation. As it is in the natural, so it is in. So Nehemiah understood that when they told him that the gates of Jerusalem is burnt and the walls are broken. You see, back in those days, if you want to capture a nation, all right, back in those days, you know, what they do is the only protection, in fact, some of the, you know, you know, great empires all right, that, that, that stood, you know, the test of time through attack, you would notice that there are people, there are, you know, society, there are, you know, empires who have strong walls. I was told that, you know, in, in Constantinople, Constantinople, the city of Constantinople, of course, that was established by Constantine. 
you know, has one of the strongest war. Now, when this emperor, this 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 um, no, there's no emperor no emir, all right, they, but it's a Muslim. I mean, Constantinople was supposed to be a Christian city. But when this um, this emir, who was a Muslim, it made, in fact, it was a dream for him to take Constantinople. You know what he did? He went to look for, you know, he went to look for this this European guy who is who is a master in building cannon. And they, this guy built some of, the, <clears throat> back in those days, this guy built some of the biggest cannon. You know, the, you know what the cannon was for? To pull down the wall, to bring down the wall of Constantinople. Because once the wall of Constantinople comes down, guess what? You've taken the city. <laughs> once your wall comes down, you, 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 you must surrender. You're gone. So, so back in those days, in the early century, the, those those people they spent they spent so much money, amen, on their city wall. So when you hear about, amen, the wall of Jericho, you know, collapsing, no, the wall of Jericho actually did not collapse. To prove that it was God, the wall of Jericho actually sank. What God did was to sink the wall of Jericho. Now they say the wall of Jericho. Listen to this. Listen to this. I, I mean, I studied this. <clears throat> Two chariots. Can ride on the wall of Jericho, you know, side by side, two chariots. That's how that's how wide the, the wall. The wall of Jericho is like, you know, is like, uh, is like your what do you call it now? It's like your road, your main road. It's this is not just ordinary wall. You can build a whole house on the wall of Jericho, and that thing sank. That was God amen, making a statement. But the point is, the walls defines the identity, the security, hallelujah, of a city. But it came down. They brought it down. Now we can begin to look into the meaning of walls in our own personal life. When our walls are down, listen to this. Our sense of spirituality is taken. The enemy has gotten us. We're gone. But I'm not going to continue to flog this because we've, we've gone past this. This is, not, this is not where I'm focusing on this morning. This morning we want to deal with amen, what I call the burden. Thank you so much, you know, man of God, William T. Manuel. Thank you for connecting, Stadioni. Thank you for connecting also. All right? We want to deal with the burden because we've been tracking, we've been tracing, we've been following amen, this, this leading of Nehemiah. We're tracking Nehemiah. All right? we, we, very soon we're going to begin to enter into the acts of Nehemiah. But we see, we've seen something about the structural life. Life, amen about the value system of this man this man this entity amen god doesn't just use a man because amen he's got wisdom he's got the power and strength no god trains god raises god builds god imparts and informs this man until the man becomes when you say somebody is a man of god it means that that man amen is owned by god that man amen imbibes the value order the value system of god amen it's not just a preacher everything about his life is aligned amen to the value standard of heaven so that's what we are looking for in Nehemiah. We're looking for the spiritual technology in his in his life that that qualified him, amen, to be a saint one. And we say this began from a position that he heard something. That when you hear something, how you respond speaks into, amen, the state of your heart. Speaks into your, your, your condition of understanding, hallelujah, spiritual things. Ten people can hear the same thing and they will, and you will have ten different response systems. You know, sometimes when I hear things and I respond in a certain way, my wife, you know, she's almost like, what? what? 
she cannot understand. Our response system is different from mine. Yes, she's a Christian. But a response system different. You see, it's, it's our response to the things that we see that defines our level of maturity and our understanding about spiritual things. In fact, three men of God can hear the same message, but their response system will be different. Because how they, Jesus said, be careful of how you, how you hear. Because with the measure, amen, you hear is with the same measure, amen, that you'll be dealt with. How you hear, amen, is important to how you're going to respond. How you hear is not just, oh, I'm listening. No, there's something within, amen, your spiritual structure, within your spiritual, you know, identity, within your spiritual configuration. I mean, if you're a, if you're a prophet, the way you hear things is different from the way, uh, you know, just an ordinary Christian, an ordinary believer, amen, uh, just a church-going Christian. Even a mature Christian will respond. There are things that, amen, I, I hear or I see, you know, and my response, even when nobody's there, you just know that there has to be more to it. God is saying something. It's important that that concept, that when you look at things, you know, sometimes, you know, you speak to people about things and you point things to people. You, did you see that thing? That's where the, the prophet, they say, you know, what do you see? They, yes, how you see things, you know, they, 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 they're not just talking about you being able to observe. No, no, no. They want to understand how, how you observe, how, how you, what you make of what you have observed. That's why, you know, the definition of sight, amen, in, 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 in the scripture, amen, carries different, different definition. It had, there are different layers of definition of sight, of seeing things, of hearing things. You can hear, amen, and not really hear, and you can hear and misinterpret what you have heard. Like I said, you know, the people that, you know, that brought this message, they saw, they saw the condition, but they, they didn't do anything about it. But Nehemiah, who was living in exile, all right, serving the king, had the same thing. And that change is mode. That change is beliefs. That change is condition. That change, you know, his posture. That change, every aspect of his life, his aspiration, his, his desire, his hunger, his passion, change because he heard. You see, God never uses us until we hear what he wants us to hear and respond accordingly. To the measure we are able to hear is to the measure, amen, we'll be able to advance in the things of the spirit. You see, a lot of people will hear, will read the word of God, amen, will be reading the word of God, but they not see nothing and they're not hearing nothing. Why? Because their heart has not been configured in the place of prayer and burden. You see, I, I, we talked about that. When your heart is configured, <laughs> when you hear one thing, I tell you, David said, once the Lord spoke, twice I heard. Twice I heard. Once God spoke, twice I heard. There is a re-echoing. There is a thundering in the spirit. He heard. And that plunged him into prayer. Of course, through burden. A prayer that, that birthed a burden. And we said burden will birth a what? A vision. We talked about that yesterday. So I'm going to quickly go to chapter 2. Alright. Where he began to have this interaction with, with the king. Alright. He said, he said I, you know, in, in the month of uh, uh, Nisan, 
he heard these things amen, at the, in the month of Kislev, but at, in the month of, 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 of Nisan, the scripture said he was brought before the king to, you know, to, to, you know, to offer the king a, a drink. And the king looked at his face. And guess what? You don't come before the king looking, you know, uh, looking morose, looking not happy. You know, no. You serve the king at his good pleasure. You must be full of smile. You must be full of happiness. So he came, excuse me, serving the king. And the king looked at his face. And I explained what that means yesterday, okay? That even when we have been burdened and we're carrying a burden about something that we feel needs to change, amen, we don't run ahead. We don't run, amen. We don't go out. We don't go, you know, by our own strength. We don't decide, yes, hallelujah. The Lord has called me. The Lord told me. You know, when people want to shut you out of their discussion, they will just tell you, the Lord told me. That's, that's it. You can't argue. The Lord told me. So, yes, God speaking to Nehemiah. He's been praying. He's been fasting. All of that, which are all good spiritual, you know, uh, 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 perspective. I mean, those are good spiritual things that you need to do when you hear things. All right. The first thing is you've got to, you've got to, you've got to receive a burden for that thing because it's burden that birds vision. All right. You don't wake up one morning and say, ah, the Lord spoke to me. <laughs> I must go start a church. I'm no, 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 no. It doesn't. Sorry, it doesn't work like that. Take me to the place where you were burdened, and. Tell me, show me, amen, the things that burden you. Because listen to this, a church is an answer, amen, to a societal problem. Ah, oh, you didn't hear me. A church is not just amen, a place where we gather to talk about how to go to heaven. The church is an answer to a societal menace, to a societal problem, amen, to a deficiency in society. Out God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the power, amen, with the Holy Ghost, and who went about. The church is not just an enrich. The church is also an outreach. But that outreach is informed by a vision of heaven. And we spoke about that, amen, was two days ago. Yes, when Paul, amen, was defending himself before King Agrippa. He said, oh, King Agrippa, the reason why these people brought me, the reason why these religious guys brought me is because I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. Act 26, we saw that there. It's because I was not disobedient to the heavenly. Vision comes from heaven. Vision is a product of God. Vision is not amen, a product of your own idea. It's not what you wish. It's not how you, you, you know, everybody's doing it. So I also want to do it to prove a point. No, you see, that's how people start a church. Then they'll tell you, oh, God told me. God never told them. Amen. Their ambition spoke to them. Their desire spoke to them. And guess what? The moment they get what they want, that's it. It's over. It's over. You see, we don't start a church because we look around, we say, oh, there's a need. Or you see a good business opportunity. It doesn't work like that. Not even do you start a business. I was sharing this, you know, was which days ago, some days ago. You, you have to have a burden. You have to have a mandate, heavenly mandate, even for a business. Because listen to this. As a believer, what we do is an, is an extension of the vision of heaven. What we do is an extension, including your marriage. Your ma you don't just marry because, well, we love each other. You, I love me, I love you. We kiss each other <laughs> and we have children. It doesn't work like that. Amen. Your marriage is an expression of an assignment. Your children, amen, they are the gift of, amen, 
an expression of a mandate. So if you don't understand, you have no sight into why God gave you two children, why God gave you all guests, and you're looking for boys, and you keep out praying, and, and you can, and there's, there's no boy. You've got to understand that you need to go to God and, on, and ask what is the life, the purpose of these children. It's in that prophetic understanding that you raise them up, that you train them, train up your children in the way they ought to go. There is a prophetic way, a sign. You see, once we understand this principle, it's easy for us to build, you know, walls, immune system. So that when they go out there amen, and they say, come eat, they say, sorry, we don't do that. I'm a Nazarite. I'm a Nazarite. I've been set aside for God. Amen. You're not afraid. Where's my children? What are they doing? No. You know because you have instilled the values of heaven in them. You've built Christ in them. Christ has been formed in them. They grow in the midst of Babylon, but they will not compromise. But you see, if you don't have such understanding, guess what? You'll be afraid because Babylon scream, Babylon shout will override the religious spirit you have placed in your children. Oh, come on. It takes vision. It takes time for vision to grow. And this is what we saw here. Between the month of Kislev, amen, and the month of Nisan. That which Nehemiah has been praying for. Like I said yesterday, it's like a child. That thing has been growing. You see, when a vision gets to a day of maturation, they will give that vision a voice. <laughs> they will give that vision a voice. Every vision has a voice. So when the vision is not speaking, it's because the vision has not matured. The vision has not come to a time of fulfillment. Have you noticed that principle in the word of God? Have you noticed that every vision is born? If the vision, born, if the vision can be born, the vision can what? Grow. And there will be a time where the vision will be what? Release. Yes, yes, yes. Show me that person in the scripture. That was not that was not born is an expression of the maturation of of prophetic in you know, a process in the things of god samson was a deliverer but he was born jesus christ amen our lord amen was sent to be a deliverer but he was what born yes moses was a deliverer he was what born joshua alia was an answer to his people he was born joseph amen was an answer amen for a generation he was born esther they were all born not no one of them earlier jumped from heaven there is no automatic you know miracle when it comes to you know maturation of the things of the spirit you have to grow as the vision is growing the the, the house that carries the vision must also grow along so that in the day amen of manifestation everything is prepared all things are set ready there's a problem we have today in the church. You see, you see people that are, you know, immature. You see people who do not understand their left from their right, handling spiritual things. No wonder there's casualty. You say, God told me. Because they've got money. They think money is what takes ministry to run. I see young people today. Ah, oh, They also, revelation. Revelation does not, <clears throat> revelation does not determine your, your maturity in the things of God. It is wisdom. Wisdom builds a house. But guess what? To have wisdom, you need what is called the fruit of the spirit. You need patience. That's why wisdom 
and understanding appear together. You see, you, you, you can have wisdom because you read certain things, but understanding doesn't come like that. Understanding requires experience. And like I said, for you to have understanding, you need to be humble because to, be, to have understanding, you have to be under. You have to be under to study, to understand. <laughs> understand, under. Before you stand, you have to be under. Are you with me, friends? So we see a maturation time period of growth, all right? The month of Kislev to the month of Nisan. I was in the palace of Shushan, oh, giving the king. The king looked at his face. I said yesterday, what did I say yesterday? Your vision will create an occasion. We're tracking, we're tracking Nehemiah because we can just run and start talking about the building of the walls. No, 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 no. The building of the wall, we will not get it right if we don't understand the character value of the man. If we don't understand, amen, the, 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 the formation, the formation of the Christ life within, amen, the structure called Nehemiah. That Nehemiah is an anointing. This anointing must grow. Amen. The, the Nehemiah is a value system. Amen. It's a governmental apostolic grace. But guess what? This thing don't just happen in one day. No. You have to grow. They have to build you into this. It must start from a place called burden. Burden must birth vision. Vision. Then you must leave for the right time. Every vision has got its right time. Yes. The walls are broken down. Yes. The gates are burned. Yes. But wait. Wait, because in that waiting, God is doing. Ne Nehemiah didn't even understand what God, what God was doing on his behalf. Nehemiah, Nehemiah didn't know that God was already walking in the heart of the king. That's that's the point I'm going to be talking about this morning. All right, the burden of a saint one. You see, there's a part you have to play. There is a part we have to play right now. Amen. Heaven, heaven wants to do something. In fact, there is something that heaven has begun to do underneath this nation. We can see it. Hallelujah. We can see it. You still think, well, the ANC, you know, these guys are in control. No, there is the DA. No, it's the EFF. No, you're looking at all these things and we want to judge by what we see in the human realm. Come on. We've got to take our eyes off the human natural realm. We've got to look into it. You see, why we look not to the things that are seen? We don't live in that realm of the natural sight amen we live within the spiritual reality amen of that which is going to bring a change a spiritual revolution a transformation a reformation Re reformation always begin from within it's always a process that starts from the heart of men few people come together and start praying as they start praying others start joining the fire starts spreading you see it starts from within out if you're looking for observation, the Bible says the kingdom of God does not come by observation. Mm -mm. You're looking for, ah, this, no, 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 it doesn't, you, you, you may not see anything happening in the natural, but just look into the spirit. God says, I'm going to shake everything that can be shaken. There, there are certain systems, people right now, the heaven is shaking them from within. They're shaking. When you see them, you think they're in control. Do you know, I said this a few days ago, you know, David, I mean, David was anointed, but it took 14 years after that anointing for him to take the position, the place for the anointing to walk. Can you wait? Do you have the patience? Do you have the quality to wait? Can you wait on the Lord? Do you know what it means to wait on the Lord? The burden of a sent one. Yesterday we dealt with the burden of vision. Today we are looking at the burden of a sent one. The king asked him, Why are you so sad? Why is your face looking so downcast? Downtrodden, what's going on with you? 
After all, you're not sick. Because if he's sick, he's not allowed to come to appear before the king. So why are you so sad? He said, I was afraid. Because how do you tell the king that you've got an, a, a different mandate, that you have something else bothering you? No, nothing else should be bothering you than serving the king. We see, God will place a different burden in your heart. You think your life is just about, you know, just to have everything nice. Everything is well secure. You, you know, you, you've got a nice house. You've got a nice, you know, nice family, nice home, a nice business. And everything is just, mm, the Lord is good. And you're praying, hallelujah. You think you're secure. You're not secure until you locate the burden of God for your life. Your security, your peace is found, hallelujah, on the war zone of fulfilling the mandate of God for your life. Did you hear what I've just said? Your peace is found, amen, on the war zone, in the war zone of fulfilling the mandate of God for your life. So you've got to find it. You've got to know it. If you ever think, amen, that, oh, I've prayed, I've prayed, I've, I have my home secure, my family secure. No, our security, amen, is where God is. Our security is where God is in our heart, in our lives, amen, in the state of our nation, amen. Our security is found in, in, in agreement with what God is pointing at. For we have not a continuous city. Our rest is in him. Wherever he is is where we want to be. So we're not users of God. We're not users of his presence. No, no, no. We, we are pursuing. We're pursuing God. So if he says, I'm, I'm there in that noise, that's where you find yourself, in the midst of the noise. And you learn to hear him there. It says, I was afraid, but I said to the king, may the king live forever. Why should my face not look sad when the city told us yesterday this guy has vision when the city i mean everything that required that defines the city nehemiah was carrying it i mean is is have you I, I hope you understand that this is the man that invaded jerusalem that destroyed jerusalem this is the man that led the people into captivity that he's talking to He said, why should my face not look sad when the city where my fathers are buried lies in ruins and his gates have been burnt down? Then the king said to him, this is where we stopped yesterday, what do you want? He said, then I prayed and then I answered the king <laughs> and I tried to explain yesterday what, what, what that technology is. How do you pray and still answer the king? It's not like Nehemiah went away to go pray. But Nehemiah is telling us that there's a dimension in prayer. All right? That you can be praying and still be having conversation with people. <laughs> Nehemiah shows us that you can be praying and be having conversation. Because to pray means to have connection. Open, open portal. To pray means you have open portal with heaven. Open heaven. Hallelujah. That what heaven is saying. Because you see, what heaven is saying is not like heaven speak. Okay, then you wait. Then you answer. No. What? Heaven can be speaking to you while you are speaking to men. And this is what Nehemiah showed us. He said, I prayed and I answered the king. If it pleases the king. If it pleases the king and if your servant has found favor in your sight. This is verse 5 of chapter 2, Nehemiah. Let him, listen to this. Let him send me. I like to, I like to 
key on that word. Let him send me to the city of Judah. <laughs> where, my father, where my fathers are buried so that I can rebuild it. What, 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 what an audacity. What a capacity. What a request. If it pleases the king, let him send me. Nehemiah began to touch the principle of a sent one. This is a powerful apostolic concept here. He said, let him send me. Let him send me. I want to key into that concept. Let him send me. Friends, listen to this. Until we are sent. Until we, we wait to be sent. We do not have the right for restoration, for rebuilding. <laughs> I wish I can linger on this. There is a principle, there is a value standard that no one engages amen, in the act of any form of assignment without you having the mandate of a sent one. Nehemiah understood this principle and I'm going to tell you what, why. Because Nehemiah understood that if he, if, if he goes Imagine if Nehemiah just said, well, I, um, I just want to go and just, you know, look, look at things, how things are in Jerusalem. I hope you understand that there are, there are people that are powerful. They will finish Nehemiah. Who is Nehemiah? He's just but a boy. He's just but a boy. But what is Nehemiah saying? What is Nehemiah trying to do? When you sent me, it means I have the authority of the king. I have the signet ring. I have the scepter of the king. I have amen, the, 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 the approval of the king. That's what Nehemiah was looking for. I need your approval as a sent one. Have you noticed that Jesus also operated in the principle of the sent one? Jesus said, no, I didn't come by my own self. No, I was sent. Amen. And he also sent out his disciple. You see, when you are sent, there's a power that accompany, that accompanying, amen, the sent one. There's an authority that, because you see, only the greater, amen, send the lesser. Let him send me. If it pleases the king, and if I, if I, if your servant has found favor in your sight, let him send me to the city of Judah. Send me as your governmental representative, Katalabayanda. Send me as your apostolic regent. Send me as one, amen, that you have given authority. Listen to this. When somebody comes and speaks on behalf of the king, you dare not challenge that person. This is a powerful principle that we have missed in the church. Because today, many of us have gone without being sent. 
we heard we we know scriptures we know bible we know all this thing we know we've studied we've studied how church is built but we have not received the apostolic mandate of a sent one that's why the devil waits for them and finish them 20 years in ministry finish them he waits for them 15 years in ministry a scandal just one little scandal mm, it finishes them Even at this point of a sent one, the enemy still challenged him. 12 years, 12 years, the enemy tried to stop and hinder the mandate of God. Listen to this, friends. I'm saying something very important here because we, 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 we're dealing with you know, a technology. We're dealing with a principle here. Have you noticed that Nehemiah understood what it takes? Nehemiah is a, is a young man, a young guy, but he understood the value principles, the, 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 the concept amen, of kingdom engagement. And that's what we're dealing with. That's why I call this amen, a 21st century leadership principle. In a day where we have people who are zealous, amen, but have not learned to wait for them to be sent, they will become a mismith. In a day where we have, amen, young people who say, yeah, I also can do my own thing. Have you seen how our city today is littered with all kinds of things men call church? Have you seen, amen, how all kinds of things we call today ministry? They are all littering the whole places. There's no honor. There's no respect. There's no dignity. That's why people can do and undo. We see all these scandals. We, we hear people eating grass. They're giving people grass. They're giving people all kinds of things to drink. We sing all kinds of weird things. Yes, because they were not sent. They were not sent. Because you see, the qualification of a sent one means that you have gone through the process of the making. You've gone through amen, the crucible. You've gone through the fire. Come on, that's how they sent Isaiah. Yes, they had to put the fire upon his lips. So that he would not just go and speak his own thing. He would not speak his own heart. He would not speak his mind. No, he would speak that which he hears from heaven. After they had walked on Elijah, they said, now go. I'm sending you to the nations. There is always a process before a man is sent. We can't go because we've got zeal. Yes, we are all called, but there are certain dimension of, of ministry, of life. Well, I hope you understand when I say ministry. I'm not limiting to the four walls of what you call church. Ministry is the field to which we ascend. And it can be, amen, in the world of banking. It could be in the world, amen, of, 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 of law. It could be in the world of, you know, engineering. It could be any, anywhere, all right? Whatever your ministry is, you need to be sent. You need to be sent. You need the grace. You need the capacity of a sent one to function earlier within that reality. You need, amen, a mandate of heaven, amen, to function within the field that you've been sent. Or else the enemy is going to finish you. There's something, amen, about the ministry of a sent one. Let him send me. There are a couple of scriptures that I would like to really highlight here before, you know, as we look at the concept of being sent. 
Now, one of the things that I, I would have loved us, loved us to look into, amen, just to deal with this concept of being sent. In Luke chapter 24, Jesus made this statement. Jesus said, you are my witnesses of these things. And behold, I am sending, I am sending the promise of my father upon you. He said, but remain in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. In other words, yes, you're going to carry out a function. You're going to do something. You're going to birth something. Amen. You're going to be a gateway. You're going to be a portal to establishing amen, the, the church called the New Testament church. But guess what? I'm going to send one like me. I'm going to send the promise of the father to you. But you have to wait for him. So that you can be what? You can be endowed. You can be endued. You can be enveloped. You can be given the seal of the approval of the sent one. It is important that we can begin to track that idea, that concept, amen, of being sent. I mean, the word of God, there's so many scriptures we can look into. But I, 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 because of time, I don't want us to start, you know, laboring ourselves on the scriptures. We can, you can do that by yourself. You can go to your concordance and look at you know, the meaning and the, you know, all, all of the scriptures that deals with being sent. Come on, you can do that. I'm just highlighting principle here that we, we're tracking in, in Nehemiah. That allowed Nehemiah to have what it takes to be a restorer of a city. For us to be able to restore city, we have to have, amen, the capacity of an apostolic, amen, grace. Meaning that there's a company of people that have sent us. We have the backing of heaven. We have, amen, the authority of heaven. You cannot. You see, I can do what I'm doing today. The reason why I'm able to do what I'm doing today is because I was sent. I was sent. There's a grace that allows you to function within the office of your saint. Let him send me. That word sent connotes many things. In that scent, there is authority. In that scent, there is the power of representation. In that scent, there is vision. In that scent, there is, there is, there is grace. In that scent, earlier, there is favor. Let him send me to the city of Judah where my father are buried. So I can do what? It's clear. So I can rebuild. You must understand what you are sent to. You must understand what you've been sent for. You can't be a sent one and be loafing around and be all over the place. You know, you, you, you copying everything that everybody's doing. No. A sent one has a sent mandate. It's, there's a unique mandate. There's a unique grace. Amen. To carry out, to fulfill what you've been sent to carry out. Then the king said, with the queen sitting beside him. So there's a perfect agreement. Ask me. Ask me. How long will, you, will your journey take? And when will you get back? 
it pleases the king to send me. So I set out a time. The vision must have a time frame. The vision must have a time frame. The assignment must have a time frame. A time frame, amen, that measures the progress, that measures what you've been called to do, that measures what you've been sent to do. You see, what I'm doing right now, this message that I'm preaching, amen, is part of my mandate to this nation. I'm not just preaching a message. I'm speaking to the spirit, amen, of those that will be awakened. I'm speaking to the spirit of those, hallelujah, who, 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 who God sent to, to awake me, amen, in my sleep and say, South Africa needs engineers. So I'm functioning in the apostolic mandate, amen, of an engineer. Verse 7. I also said to him, if it pleases the king, may I have letter. Are you seeing Nehemiah? May I have letter to the governor. So that, excuse me, to the governor of the trans Euphrates. So that they will provide me with safe, amen, with safe conduct until I arrive, amen. Safe conduct until I arrive in Judah. In other words, they will provide me with safety. And may I have, amen, a letter to Asaph. Keeper of the king's forest, so that he will he will he will give me timbers to make beam for the gates of the citadel. Excuse me, to make gates to make uh, 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 to make gate for the yes for the citadel by the temple and for the city wall and for the resident and for the resident I will occupy. And because the gracious hand of my God is upon me, the king granted me my request. Because of the great, because of the favor of God upon my life, the king granted me. So, do you begin to see now the opening of the act of Nehemiah when he had established certain spiritual value standard that granted him access first before God. When you have favor before God, God, amen, will cause men to favor you to carry out the assignment. There is no assignment that we are sent to carry out that heaven has not provided for. The provision, amen, for the assignment is not in heaven. The Lord already, amen, prepare, steer the heart of certain people. We just need to allow the spirit of God, amen, to continue to walk upon our heart as we carry out our duty in the place of serving the king. Have you noticed that Nehemiah did not leave, amen, serving the king? No, occasion created the opportunity, amen, for expression. The king looked at, I'm showing us a powerful principle here. The king looked at Nehemiah's face and asked him, why is your face sad? That was the platform Nehemiah needed to share his vision with the king. 
we have to find we have to wait we have to understand this platform less out of zeal we shoot ourselves at the feet yes you're called yes you're anointed but you need to wait and allow amen the occasion to create the avenue for the revenue Nehemiah did not uh, 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 initiate the discussion before the king. Guess what? Because we are all under authority. This is a powerful principle of leadership authority. If there are certain things you need to do, you want to carry out, you believe the Lord, stop praying to God about it. Let God begin to steer the heart. You, you, even people live in churches. When you want to leave a church, you don't have to quarrel. You don't have to break away. No, no, no. You can pray, God, touch the heart of this leader. It's time for me to leave. One day the man, even if he doesn't want to hear, the Lord will create the occasion. I mean, this is a king. This is a, this is a hidden king that looked at Nehemiah and said, what's going on with you? That was, that was what Nehemiah needed. Amen. In, 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 in regards to David, we've shared that several times. In regards to David, he just needed to take, you know, you know uh, uh, some bottle of milk, uh, milk amen, and cheese and bread amen, to his brother. That was the occasion created by God through his father. So he can see what was going on. And that was it. You see, no matter the vision heaven has given to us, no matter the assignment heaven has given to us to restore broken walls, burnt gate, listen to this, to rebuild cities, we have to look for the occasion. There has to be, and most of them, the occasion doesn't come from a religious standpoint. The occasion might even come from an unbeliever. God may just use an unbeliever. Somebody else will just say something that will allow you to, you know, you know, that's why I keep saying, never, never, you run, or you want to run to fulfill something, but you don't, you do not understand the vision. Because all somebody needs to ask you, amen, may just require you in three words or in five words to tell them the vision. And that's all God needs. He speaks into their heart now. You've got to do it. You've got to, you've got to assist this person. You don't need to twist. You see, that's why I don't twist nobody's hand. No. I pray God minister to people to, to be a blessing to us so we can carry on doing what we need to do. Yeah, the people who call me. So, so how are you handling this thing? What's going on? Yes, that's God. When you begin to hear people begin to say, "No, okay, can I do this? Can I help you? Can you know it's God?" So when people don't say nothing, then I know it's not time. Then I continue to pray. I just continue to do what I need to do. There's a big need in my life right now. I'm telling God, God, you have to, this thing looks so, you know, big. It looks like, uh, how, how am I going? But I know you can do it. That's God. You allow him to do what he needs to do. He will, he will touch the heart of the right people. You see, there, there is a man that has the resource to carry out, to fulfill amen, that which heaven has given to you. It's not for you to be hitting your head on the wall. How am I going to fulfill this vision? No, that's not your duty. Your duty is to pray and to maintain amen, the, the vision with the burden. You keep doing that. Amen? And when the time comes, somebody will lift their eyes and look at you and say, Hey, I perceive something. I'm seeing something. What's going on? They will ask you questions that will trigger amen, the opportunity for you to explain yourself. And in that, God will impregnate a burden in their heart and say, Support this man. Give this man this. Give this man that. 
The work of God will never suffer. The purpose of God, it could be in building the church. It could be in restoring society. There's so many things that, I mean, I want to do for, for this society. I don't just have a, a vision for just, you know, gather people together. No, we did that in Nigeria. We, 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 were, we, we were touching society. I, I've shared on that several times. Build IT centers. Build training centers. <clears throat> centers that will give people dignity because that's how you restore walls. You restore war by giving people dignity, by helping them to discover, to find amen, who they are, to, 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 to relocate amen, their, their, their self-worth. Because when you destroy their, their walls, you've destroyed their self-worth. <clears throat> Particularly men. This is a challenge we're facing today in South Africa. One of the reasons why South Africa is so rife when it comes to crime is because amen the walls of the men have been shattered have been broken when you help the men to rebuild amen listen to this i know it's the opposite that we're seeing no the government are blind that's why they're focusing more on the women you're blind the government I tell them i said they are blind no you fix the men you fix the nation you fix the men you fix the women you fix amen the children The reason why men are abusing women in South Africa is because the men, amen, feels insecure. It's because they feel, amen, their right has been taken from them. It's because they feel their identity has been crushed. Have you noticed now that most men in South Africa are becoming homosexuals? <clears throat> They're shifting their love from women to men. And not because they love the men. No. It's because there's something about the women that they hate. You've got to deal with that hatred. It's something that is spiritual. It's something that is spiritual. It's something that is psychological. That's why, amen, 90% of marriages in South Africa is shattered, is broken among those that are forcing themselves to live together. <laughs> they're already divorced, but they're just living together. Because there's something about the spiritual psyche, about the psychological psyche of this nation, amen, that puts, you know, the man and the woman against each other there's something there's that there's that spirit amen that you know that you know I, 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 what do you call it now that jezebel spirit in this nation all right that 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 lords it over the men all right but you see when you look at things in the natural you say oh no there is the men that are perpetrating evil there the men are killing the men are You've got to ask yourself, why are the men? Men ought to love their wife. Why, why are they doing that? If you, are, if you cannot find the reason that you're not a leader. Because one of the purpose of a leader is to find the reason why things happen the way they happen. <laughs> if you don't understand what, why the walls are down, what broke down the wall, why the gates are burnt, and you're trying to restore the gate, you're in trouble. Because that wall will come down again. You see, it's not the restoration of the walls and the gate that matters. No, you need to first of all find out why amen, that wall initially was pulled out. Why the gate were destroyed. You see, because when you destroy the gate, I've told you this, when you destroy the gate, amen, you take the position of the man in 
the city because men ought to sit at the gate earlier to protect to speak amen to 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 deliberate on issues that that deals with amen the nation the city when you when you when you uproot when you destroy the gate men have no longer place to play to sit yes it it, hap it happened in the days of Saul when they captured the ark of God guess what even the priest went joined they went to join famine <laughs> the priest because you've taken their livelihood, their livelihood, listen to this, their livelihood is not money. Their livelihood is to be in the presence of God, to take the offering on behalf of the people, to present it to God. Now, when you strip them, amen, of their, of their priesthood, you've, you've stripped them, amen, of their identity, of their dignity. That's why, you see, a man that is unemployed is a dangerous man. You see, it's not the money that he, that he, that he brings home that makes him a man. No, is the fact that he finds dignity in labor. Is the fact that he he gets up in the morning. He says he's going to work. That gives the man a sense of dignity. But you stripped him, amen, of 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 that. You take. It's like you have taken his identity. You've taken what it means to be a man. Or you call him to do what he's not called to do. That's why a lot of men are frustrated because they are barely living to survive. They're not doing what they love because the government is not even creating an opportunity for men to find all right, who they are. Most men in this nation don't know who they are. You see, we're dealing with something here, friends. We're going to re restore the city. You have to learn to restore the gates. You have to understand what burned down the walls. Excuse me, the, the, what burned down the gates. What what broke what broke down the walls? You've got to understand when we look now when we talk about gates and wall, we must talk about the metaphor. Gates, amen. Replace, you know, re represent the position, amen, of of the male man. Men are supposed to protect their gardens, not to make it vulnerable. Men are designed to protect their what their gardens. When, 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 what was his name now? <clears throat> when Ahab lost his, his manhood and went to marry Jezebel, he plunged the entire nation into idolatry. He literally plunged the, he, he literally gave over the nation of Israel, amen, to idol worship. The act of one man. Because the, the man lost his identity. You see, you see how Jezebel treated him. <laughs> it treated him like a boy. <laughs> you see, now, if you want to destroy a man, treat him like a boy. Don't respect him. See, I'm not talking about, this is not human right. This is spiritual right. These are things that heaven has built. Husband, amen. Listen to this. The Bible says, husband, love your wife. Wife, submit. They are spiritual technology. These are spiritual technology. You can't, in a billion years, you can't change it. When wives learn to respect, honor their husband, their husband will lay down their life for them. Love will flow easily out of men to women who honor their husband. Oh, these are not popular message. <laughs> but you see, but this, these are the things destroying our society. Because all of the order, authority, 
concept of governance, even at the workplace. Have you noticed today they say, you know, the workplace, they, they, there's more issue of, you know, of abuse, sexual abuse, even at the workplace. Excuse me. The workplace, are they not made of men and women? Oh, yeah, they are. It's, it's, not, it's not like they are aliens coming to work at the workplace. It's the same men. It's the same spirit, Alea, that you find in the home that is transferred. That sense of entitlement. I can take whatever I want. I can do whatever I want. And that conversation has not begun here in South Africa. Because we listen to what amen, the feminist movement, we listen to what amen, the UN, we listen to what UNESCO amen, are saying. So, no, 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 no. And that's why we have to pray that God will give us a voice and a platform. And this doesn't mean, listen to this, this doesn't mean that all right, the men are better than the women. No, we're not talking about, we're not comparing now. We're only talking about the principle of order. We, we want to locate, amen, the organogram. We want to locate the standard of God, the values of God. That's what we want to locate. When you locate that and fix that, you fix society. When women find it difficult to honor their husband for whatever reason, listen, you forfeited your home. When men find it difficult to love, amen, their wife, they forfeited their home. So you have to find a place where you meet. So God must work in our hearts. Because when we talk about restoring society, restoring nation, we're not just talking about, you know, financial state. Finance is, 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 is as, as a result, amen, of, of, you know, of a life that has been restored. Have you noticed that the very rich people are the people that suffer the most when it comes to the issues of love. Because they assume that money will fix it. Money never fix anything. Money is an enhancement amen, to a life that has discovered peace and joy in God. When you, when, when you understand that you, know, you can't live your life without God and you, you, you're doing the things that you need to do, guess what? When money comes into your life, it becomes an enhancement. But if you're living your life outside the standard, outside the values of God, and all, you, all you're working for is money, don't you realize that you lose your children? You lose your wife. You lose your husband. There are people while lo looking for career. They want to be career people. You Here and there, flying here and there, you, you start sleeping around. Why? Because you have, you have destroyed the order. Nobody finds peace outside the value system of God. This is what is killing South Africa as a nation. Because our priorities are wrong. Our values are wrong. And we have taken so much. We've eaten. We've drank so much. Amen. Of humanistic values. That's why any quarrel. Somebody walks out of the relationship. I don't want to do it again. I want out. No, no, no. Leave me to live my life. They keep pumping these wrong values to us. And we, 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 we're buying it. We're buying it. And it's affecting homes, children. It's affecting. Look at the teenagers today. Many of them don't want to get married. I mean, you find, you find young people, they're living together. They, they're not married, but they're living together. So, okay, if you're living together, why don't you get married? Because they're scared. Because they see marriage as bondage. Oh, Lord Jesus. They are scared. Used to know some couple, you know, 
They were living together for close to 18 years before they got married. Was it two years ago? And they were telling me this people have been, they've had children, grown up children, and they never got married. Why can't you just not the tie? Because they're scared. You know why they will live together without getting married? Because there's no commitment. If you love the person, why won't you be committed? Come on. We've got to deal with this thing. You want to heal the nation. You want to restore the nation. We must understand this concept of Nehemiah's reformation. You want to reform a nation. You cannot do it on a face value. You cannot do a cosmetic you know, uh, thing. No. You've got to, you got to deal, deal with the heart condition. You may not like it. You may not even like what I'm talking about. But it doesn't make you know, what I'm saying the, you know, the lie. This is the truth. You have to deal with it. You have to deal with it. Let's not talk over it. Because the walls we want to build, the gates we want to build, are human beings. They are humans. We're not building no gates of brass and iron. <laughs> We're building humans. Humans, you will see later on as we deal, go further in the scripture, when they build wall to wall, you will discover that they are all humans. The, 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 the bricks that they use in building the church, are they not humans? We are living stones. The stones that were pulled down, hallelujah, must be restored to their rightful place. Let me round up this morning. But the point I'm making this morning all right, is that there's a need to be sent. There is a need to be what? To be sent. We need to be sent. We can't go. If you go, then you, somebody wants to start a walk, you know, he's gathering money. I used to know a brother back then in Nigeria. He wants to start ministry. These guys, uh, they say, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to save money. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to save every month. I save part of my salary. I just keep it aside. He said, what are you saving it for? He said, to buy, you know, every month he buys, he buys a drum, he buys a keyboard, he buys this, he buys, and his father is well to do. Got a big house, so he just put the things in one place. I wonder the Lord told me to speak to him. And I called the brother. I said, you know what? This is not how to do ministry. If you continue to do this thing, you will never start a ministry. Because this is you using your own wisdom, your own might. God doesn't work like that. Initially, he got angry with me. He didn't like it. I told him, you have money. That money, you should sow it into other ministries, other people that have started ministry that are struggling, sow the money there. That will become a seed for your own ministry when you want to start. I guess later he saw, he saw with me. You cannot do things by your own might, by your own strength. And you say, God, no, no, don't use God. You're doing it by your own might. It's not going to work. You have to be sent. The king, Nehemiah knew that he needed to be sent. Do you see? He asked for two letters. Because there will be those that will challenge. There are those entities, principalities, powers who don't want the walls to be built. Who don't want the gates. You're going to see them later. The Sambalat and the Tobias. They are there. So Nehemiah said, I need, I need my authority to be elevated. How do you do that? The king must give you the right of regents. The king must give you authority. You must be sent with his scepter. You must be sent with the king's ring. You must be sent with the king's, you know, word, with the king's letter. 
Give me letters so that I can go speak to the man in charge of the king's forest to gather wood. You think you can gather wood by your own strength to build this thing? If you look at the kind of things that we need to build in South Africa, it will take the authority of the king. It will take, hallelujah, the mandate of the king to say, go. I give you authority. So when you get there before the, no, no, you say, well, here's it. I've got, I've got an authority. I've got a right. I've been sent by the king. Listen to this. The king does not own the vision. You own the vision. But the king, you need his authority to fulfill the vision. So don't run. Wait. So this is what we're going to be. This is where we're going to close the curtain this morning. I hope somehow I've been able to, you know, impart your heart again. I hope something has been stirred in your heart. Let's live our life, amen, in the ambience of this truth. Let's allow the Spirit of God to guide us, to instruct us. Let's not, let's not run out of zeal. Let, let, let's not do things, amen, by our own, our own human wisdom. No, let's allow grace. Let's allow the, the principles of heaven, amen, to guide us. This is the day where heaven wants us to rebuild our nation. But we have to do it, amen, in accordance to the values, to the, to the, to the principles, to the standard, amen, of heaven. We want to be people, amen, sent by God. We want to be apostolic, sent people. We want to have grace. We want to have the dimension, amen, of that prophetic one who has been sent, our sent one. Send us, Lord. Send us, Lord. Send us, Lord. Burden will birth a vision. Vision will give you a voice and an occasion before those that matters, those that you need, that will assist you. Father, we thank you. This word is life. We receive the life. We will not submit ourselves to false order. We will not submit ourselves to false spirit. We will not give ourselves, oh God. We will not bow to the things that want to destroy our walls and our gates as men and women. No. Father, we rise up this day and we take our place in the place of authority. The authority that comes from you. We rise up with power this, this morning, oh God. We declare may your will be done. May your kingdom come. May you establish your throne once again within our hearts Use us, pour us out, O oh God, as, as water of healing to the nations, O oh God. We thank you. We bless your name once again for this truth. Thank you for the burden of a sent one. We go. Thank you, God, for the vision that is speaking right now. Thank you. We honor you, Father. We glorify you. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. We've come to the end of this morning broadcast. Well, you've been listening to the Potter's Gate online broadcast. Of course, my name is Isaiah Phillips. We've been dealing with, amen, the reformation concepts, principles to the reformation of Nehemiah. We've looked at some very important principles. I believe this has laid another block to what we're looking into. We will continue hopefully later in the day if we have electric electricity and if we don't then tomorrow we will continue but thank you for listening thank you for tuning in 
I want to believe that you have received this word with all your heart. May this word, amen, cause you to be postured in a position where your life becomes, amen, an example. The Lord is not looking for everybody. He's looking for few that will believe, that will accept, and will put into practice what they've heard. Thank you. God bless you. May God continue to heal your heart, perfect his, his will and purpose in your life. May he continue to cause his good face to shine upon you. May he heal your home. May he heal your family. May he restore the broken walls of your life, the burnt gates of your household. May this day be a day where healing begins in this nation and throughout our continent. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you, everyone, for connecting with me this morning. Really appreciate Brother Derek. Thank you so much for connecting. All right. I appreciate it. Uh, my dear brother Manuel, William Manuel, thank you so much. Mr. Diony, thank you for watching. Uh, amen. Man of God, Ezra Williams, thank you so much, sir, for connecting. Amen. Natiram, my brother, God bless you. Thank you for connecting. Reverend Roy, I appreciate it. Amen. My dear sister Jane, thank you so much for watching. Amen. Everyone, thank you so much for connecting this morning. I hope uh, uh, to see you again very soon. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your day. God bless you. Bye-bye.